When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. Before we get started, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. Follow me on Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. And follow me at TikTok at Age of Jeremy. And uh, I think Triller at Age of Jeremy. If you want to give that a shot, I don't put a lot of content out on there yet, but I'm working on it to build a strategy for that. And you can also follow me on Facebook at Age of Jeremy. So everything's at Age of Jeremy except for Twitter, which is at Age of Jeremy Q. But I'm on Twitter all the time, and I try to be on these places as much as I possibly can. And I'm really happy to be back. I've been out for the last couple of weeks. I was trying to get some replays going, but I wasn't able to get the re- as many replays as I wanted to over the last couple of weeks. And so because of that, I did not release the last couple of weeks, so I really apologize. But I am back, and I have a lot of great things I want to talk about. And maybe if I can make sure that I get the time or make the time to do it, I can get more episodes out this week so we can kind of get caught back up because I know that all of you love to hear my amazing gasping for air, amazing voice. (laughs) I'm just playing. Okay. So um, today I'm going to talk about something really, really important. I'm going to be talking about uh, mental health. It's been something that I've been thinking a lot about. And so I'm going to kind of deep dive into my personal story around mental health. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on in the current economy because a lot of bad things have been happening and it's the loss of money and cryptocurrencies and stocks has made people do some terrible things. We've even um, known someone or um, someone that was kind of linked to um, our academy, maybe through like of a friend of a friend. Um, they unfortunately um, uh, committed suicide based off of their losing money with the Terra Luna collapse. And so uh, because of that, I've just been thinking a lot about how we look at life and how we think about mental health and how maybe we're teaching our kids about mental health or the people that we're around. And we don't have enough conversations about it. And I want to have a conversation about it today. So I'm going to share my story uh, of mental health and then also things that I do to help me cope through it. I don't necessarily, again, I'm not a counselor. Um, and I'm going to provide some resources that you can go to in the, the episode description if you have uh, if you ever want to talk to somebody about anything, because I think that that's very important. And so um, so so, yeah, so today is going to be really personal for me, and uh, I hope that uh, you get some insight uh, about it and can apply it to your life. If not, you know, um, uh, I hope that it uh, makes you aware of mental health in our society and and kind of. Um, the the way that I've perceive it and the way that other people perceive it about the other way that people perceive it and and that we don't have enough conversations about it. I hope that made sense. Again, this isn't scripted or anything. It was just something that I wanted to talk to you about from the heart. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. So um, uh, before I do that, though, let's go and hear some of that amazing intro music. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. 
All right. So I'm going to try to tell this story as best as I can about how I struggle with mental health um, and how I've been struggling with it my whole life. And, uh, and, and I hope that that, I hope that the, it provides you some insight into mental health and to the benefits of getting counseling and, um, not only counseling from the fact if you're suffering from some, some type of mental health disability, like I do, but also from being able to understand the benefits of learning how to communicate with the people that you love, whether that's family, whether that's with the, your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or partner, I guess would be a better way to say it. Um, and, and knowing that it's okay to talk o- about how you feel and it's okay to, to be able to look at yourself and say, Hey, I need help with these, these things. And I feel that if I am able to have this conversation and open up these conversations more then maybe other people will feel better talking about these things. And so um, I've uh, struggled with uh, mental health for most of my life. Um, I have a uh, disorder that I deal with, uh, um, and Buddhism helps a lot with it because of meditation and mindfulness. Um, But the disorder is called a borderline personality disorder. And that sounds weird, right? Because it sounds like some type of schizophrenia or something along those lines. But essentially... Um, uh, it's not. So it doesn't mean like I have multiple personalities or that there's two different kinds of Jeremy's. Um, the reason why it's called borderline personality disorder is because you, you, um, when the, the disorder is not controlled, right. Or being looked at, it can look like this person has different parts to themselves. And a lot of the times it gets misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder, um, because uh, of the mood swinginess. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times when people say, oh, they must be bipolar, uh, that person's usually exhibiting things of borderline personality disorder. So the way that I explain it and the way that it's helped, that's been explained to me and helps me with it is that, is that borderline personality disorder is you have a triggering event that happens, right? It could be something really sad or it could be something really exciting, but something internally happens in you and you, you go to a higher level. And those are usually like the manic episodes, right? So you're all feeling really, really good. You'll go out and you'll drink maybe or do drugs or live lavishly or not have any care in the world. And then, and then, and then, you know, you'll be like that for months and then something will happen and then you'll get really depressed, right? And that depression will last for, you know, six or seven months. And when those depressions happen, that's when people with bipolar disorder have that difficulty time. And that's a lot of the times when they may possibly, you know, hurt themselves or harm others or something along those lines because they're they're really depressed. So that's that's bipolar disorder. Borderline personality disorder is a little different. Um, It is a irregulated emotional control. And so what I mean by that is, let's say you experience someone says something to you, okay, and you get angry at them. You might get really, really angry, um, but your anger is, you know, just like what normal anger would be. You're like you're agitated, you're angry. You may want to yell at them, but you know, you're just angry and it'll subside. With borderline personality disorder, when that anger hits, it's an exaggerated anger. So you can't see my hands, but regular anger is like, say, at a level three. And then people that experience that same type of thing, like maybe someone cuts you off on the freeway, or maybe someone says something that you don't like, right? Where a normal person would be mad at like a level two or three, someone with borderline personality disorder, they get mad at like seven or eight, okay? And then they're mad, 
they're trying to understand that, how to, to feel about being that angry. And then let's say some other triggering events happen. Someone makes a really funny joke, right? A normal person who was mad might think the joke is funny or they maybe need to calm down. Well, or they'll think that the joke's kind of funny. A person with borderline personality disorder will then go from being really angry to being really laughing and funny, almost like that anger didn't exist. So you can experience, right, me, I'm going to use me as an example, blowing up over something stupid, and then that same person who pissed me off that I blew up about says something funny, and then I'm fine, like the other thing didn't even happen. And so it's like an irregulated control. Same thing goes with being sad. So if something sad happens to me, right, a normal person's sadness level is like at, you know, a negative two, right? If we're thinking of, you know, levels, right? It's like, oh, when, if you're sad, you're like at zero, negative one, negative two, right? Well, someone that has borderline personality, their sadness is like at negative 10 over something that would make a normal person with regulated emotional control at, say, like a negative one. Okay, so borderline personality is this constant up and down of these constant emotions, and it leads to people doing, you know, ridiculous things because they don't have that regulated control. And so one of the things that's really helped me, so I was diagnosed at this when I was 16 or 17 years old, and I was on a medicine for it, similar medicine uh, called Depakote that you would give to someone for bipolar disorder. And they thought that I had a little bit of the, the bipolar disorder piece too, but it turns out that it was mainly just uh, borderline personality disorder. So um, as, as you know, as I went through my 20s, right, it just, you know, was always there. Um, and the thing that helped me not have to take the medicine and to be able to get off medicine was meditation. And so the type of therapy that most people go to to how to have regular lives, go to college, get degrees, get a job, start businesses, you know, it's a lot more difficult for us because of our ability to have to regulate our emotions. But meditation really helps with that because when you're in the moment, you get to experience those emotions a lot slower and a lot deeper and a lot a better understanding. And so mindfulness that's taught through like say Zen meditation or through different techniques um, through therapy, which I've gone through, is that you learn more along the lines to live in the moment and be okay with how things are. And so Buddhism, I think, really helps with that piece of it for me because Buddhism says that things are just the way that they are. They're not really good and they're not really bad. They just are right? And how you react to those emotions is your control over your ability to have those emotions, okay? And so because of, you know, my history with my mental disability, right? And, you know, on and job applications say, oh, do you have a mental disability? You know, borderline personality disorders on there. I have to click it. And, you know, it, you just look at it as a disability. It's just who I am. I'm okay with it now. I'm okay having conversations about it. I don't really, you know, care if people judge me about it because I'm explaining it so people can understand how that is, uh, how the disease actually works. And the reason why I've been thinking about this a lot lately is because of, of a few things. One, me and my wife, we go to um, uh, counseling to make sure that we have a really strong relationship. Um, and, and not necessarily because there's anything bad in the relationship. Sometimes there is, and sometimes that counseling really helps. Um, but because it helps provide a mediator for us to express our feelings in a, in a safe environment, right, with a mediator so that we can have better control of those conversations and then take those skills that we learn inside that counseling and apply them in our everyday lives so that we can help communicate with each other. Because what I feel that a lot of my generation, I'm an elder millennial, I'm 38, um, is that, is that 
we still come from that gen, that baby boomer, like my mom's a baby boomer. And so the baby boomer mindset is you don't talk about your feelings. That's how my stepdad was. Um, you don't go to therapy. You know, it, there's this, this whole thing where you don't take medicine. You're not really struggling and, or you're not really struggling. You just need to get over it type of attitude. And while I think that to some degree that's beneficial in certain situations, right? Um, like being able to, you know, experience, you know, a normal bad situation uh, and being able to say, okay, I, I think I can get through this. I can get over it and kind of pass. Sometimes that stuff sticks inside and it's okay to talk about it. It doesn't mean that you're going and you're whining and complaining to your counselor or to your psychologist or whatever the case is. You're having a conversation with that person so you can be able to ask the questions to help you kind of figure out how you feel about what's going on and there should be nothing wrong with that. And I'm a proponent that more people need to do it, especially because therapy and um, therapy and counseling costs so much and some insurances may not cover it. I think more and more insurance companies are covered. Employees are having it in their insurance plans. But a lot of people that are in difficult situations where they might be, they don't have the money you know, they're struggling. How are they ever going to learn how to cope with how they're feeling and how to interact with people if they don't have the money to actually go and get the kind of help that other wealthy people are able to get? And that's something that, you know, has been on my mind a lot, especially when we're in this, this interesting phase in our economy where new people, millennials, um, Gen Zers, uh, I don't know what the other... I don't know. I think Gen Zers would be the next ones down. Um, they because they're the babies of Gen Xers, yeah, or really old millennials. Um, um, and so, and so they're getting into you know investing, and you know that bridge between them are getting into investing, like the Zennials, I think that they're called, which is a step between a millennial and a Zennial and a Gen Zer. And so you know they're like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. They're getting to investing. And, and, and they're, you know, been, you know, flourishing over these last couple of years. And then they have this recession that we're going into and it's going to be the first for them and they're going to lose money and they're not going to know how to feel about it. They're not going to know how to cope with it. And money is a very big driver of sadness when you don't have money. Not only can you not afford the things that you need, like food and water and shelter, but we have this societal pressure on us that says not only do we need food, water, and shelter, we also need to have, you know, Xboxes and Playstations and Porsches and, you know, Rolls Royces. And we need to be famous on social media. We need to be, you know, Logan Paul. And we need to be, you know... um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and we need to have businesses and we need to work all the time. And, and, and all of these things is just media that's being thrown at us, telling us how to live our life. And if we don't know how to cope with that, you know, and we look at our life and we don't have that money, you're going to look at yourself and be a failure and think of yourself as a failure when you're really not a failure, right? Because you're allowing the exterior people or the people on the outside to tell you how you should feel and who you should be and how you should act. And that's one of the things that I hope in my social media and my podcasting that I can get across to everybody that if, while I'm very blessed, very fortunate that um, I have a degree in finance and I have a degree in accounting and I have a master's in business administration and a master's in marketing is that, is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a master's a certificate in marketing. I want you to think that I have like a full master's in marketing. Um, and, and because of that, you know, 
I've very, been very successful. And I think that there are things that we can do, like getting a master's in business administration or getting a general certificate in business administration is beneficial. But I would always say, think about the things that you were when you were a kid that you love to do and do those things. That's one of the biggest regrets of my life. And because I think about that now and I'm able to do those things now because I have the money. I just think if, if money wasn't like the underlining thing that I needed or wanted because I had enough to eat, I had a, food, a roof over my head, I, I could have been able to go to college, got a music degree, got an art degree. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, someone would have been around to tell me that I should get some business understanding too and investments because that needs to be part of the individual's education system, uh, the education curriculum, right? Um, is that is that I could have done that and then I could just be doing the things that I could have spent the last 20 years doing the things that I really enjoy, right? And so we're going to, we're seeing that, I, I feel that we're seeing, I'm seeing this everywhere. I feel that I'm seeing a bunch of people doing the thing that they're doing because they say that they have to have social media, to have content. They sit, people tell them that they need to have millions and millions of dollars. People need to tell them they need to have a side hustle. People need to tell them that they have to have a business and that's what they're going and doing. And they're not actually doing the things that, that, that inherently they enjoy. Like when I was growing up, I loved to draw. I loved to paint. I loved music. I loved poetry. I loved, you know, um, um, uh, plays, playwriting, movie writing, acting, you know, that's who I am. And I was made to believe that that's not who someone should be because you have to provide a living for yourself. But if you think about it, tons and tons of people provide livings for themselves doing those things, right? If you couple that with investing, then you will be you will be much stronger than if you didn't, or if you had a business understanding, you could turn it into a business. And that's what I hope to do. Um, but back to what I was originally talking about was that therapy is really, 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 really important because we are in a time now where we still, I don't still don't think that we're telling people that they should be going and 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 talking about how they feel. And so on top of that, it was interesting to me because I've been watching a lot of Frasier at night. So I do usually work. So I work from around 7.30, sometimes we're between 7.30 and 8.30, depending on if I'm driving to the gym or not. 7.30, and then I work until about 3.34, go to the gym, like to work out, not my gym that I own in Mesa, but the gym on my side of town to work out. I'll come back home, depending on if Danielle's at home or not, I'll work another hour or two. If she is home, then I'll hang out with her. And then when she goes to bed around eight or nine, then I'll work for another three or four hours till about midnight or one. And then I'll go to sleep. I probably should sleep more. Um, sleep is really, really important to your mental health. And so, um, and so I will, I'll do that. But anyways, in the background, I like to have Frasier on because Frasier's the show that I, I Frasier's probably one of my favorite, is my favorite show. And I like having it on in the background, sometimes either that or Bob's Burger. And so I'll have that playing on in the background. And one of the things that I really enjoy about Niles and Frasier is their ability to talk about how they feel about things and to get advice from one another. I've always felt that people shouldn't, men especially, you know, I'm just being honest, men shouldn't do that. Um, and so I don't do that as much as I would like, um, to share my thoughts, even with my friends, like, you know, coach JV or CJV or, um, people, my friend, Alex, who's one of my best friends, um, or my friend Luke, um, was probably the closest one that I did, um, that with, but, um, but, uh, I'm sorry, someone's teamsing me and that sounds coming through. Um, but, uh, I, uh, 
I, I, I feel that being able to talk those things out and get advice from the people that are close to you or from, say, a professional um, counselor or somebody. Um, hold on one second. Okay, that was Jackie, my cousin, and she was doing an amazing job by completing, putting some new podcasts on our Age of Radio network. If you didn't know, I have a network, a podcast network. Well, I have a media company called Age of Radio that has a podcast network that's part of it that's free for anybody to join. So if you want to join that, head on over to ageofradio.org, go to the hosting page and learn more about that and then reach out to us. But so Jackie's working on that and she was teamsing me. And this is not to be confused with Coach Jackie who works for the 3T Warrior Academy. But because I was watching Frazier and seeing Niles and them talk about, you know, their feelings all of the time, it made me wish that I was able to do that more. Um, and so that's why I wanted to come on here. And I got the idea that I would give you some tips on things to do that can help manage some of the stress. And I think the number one thing is, is have a way to be able to talk to someone about your feelings and have them be okay with just listening. And so what I mean by that is not necessarily giving advice. One of the things that I, I do a lot is people come to me and they want to vent or they want to share their feelings and thoughts. And what I do is I just automatically try to solve their problem. A lot of the times people aren't looking for a problem to solve. They're looking for someone just to listen to them. And so it's really important to be a good listener, which is something that I'm working on. So if you have that person in your life, you know, find that person and maybe discuss that you want to have that them to talk to them with and and be open to hearing them as well right it's a two-way street and being able to listen to them and not con- and not want to give advice so the second thing is is that is that if you can see if you can get on a regular counseling session maybe once a month or once every other month um you know it when the economy is going really bad as it is now you know, people are losing a lot of money because of cryptocurrency. And maybe if we go into a recession, money is one of the catalysts that causes people to kill themselves. I'm imagining the most. I don't know if that's an actual statistic, but I would imagine it is. Um, and or maybe relationships is the number one thing. I I, I don't know. Um, and so, so you want to be able to have someone to talk you through some of those things. And I want to tell you right now that there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's good. I think it's a strong thing to be able to go and say, Hey, I need to talk to someone about how I'm feeling about this because I don't feel good. I'm sad. I don't like the, what's going on in my life. And I need to learn skills to be able to discuss this with someone so I can make better decision on how I'm going to move forward. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The third thing is I would really, really recommend that you journal. Um, journaling is something that helps me. I keep a pocket journal with me. I don't really carry it in my pocket anymore. I'm going to try two more often maybe, or take it with me, um, uh, more than I normally do. Um, and I think having different types of journals for different types of things is really important. I don't think you need to get crazy. I don't think you need to go crazy like me, but maybe have something where you can just talk to the journal about how you're feeling or talk how you want something to turn out because that can help with anxiety, right? So like if you know that you're into cryptocurrency, having, you know, like talking about how you're going to feel if this happens. And if you're going to feel that way, if that happens, then maybe you shouldn't be in all in on that one, you know, currency, or maybe you need to diversify out of cryptocurrencies and into stocks and it can go either way. Right. And then the reason why I'm talking most about this is because, like I said, there was someone who was associated with someone that I knew that lost a lot of money when Terra Luna crashed and they committed suicide. And I don't think that that I, I don't want to live in a world where people feel that they have to do that, that they don't have any other hope. Right. Because we're all in this together and we can all be each other's hope 
if we're willing to listen to each other and help each other. Um, and, and we're willing to make good friends and not be dicks. Um, and so, so being able to journal something that really helps me because I can talk through situations. I can talk about how I feel. I can be, you know, I can talk, I don't want to say I can be mean to myself, but I can talk myself through it through, you know, journaling. Okay. And then the next thing is meditation. You know, meditation is one of the best things, um, is probably one of the most important things that I enjoy doing. Um, meditation, I don't do it as much as I would like or mantra chanting or any of that. Um, but, but when I was going through most of my darkest periods in my life or the most struggling periods of my life, meditation and religion, specifically, you know, Buddhism has always helped me out because it's been able to center me and ground me and keep me mindful. Um, and, and so, and it also helps with visualization depending on the type of meditation you're doing. So I would recommend getting involved with meditation, getting involved with, with, um, being able to, um, sit for long periods of time, meditate on something for long periods of time, visualize your life. Cause even if you don't believe that, you know, there's magic inside of us, we can visualize and we can, you know, as above, so below, um, that we can visualize the world that we want and that's what we'll get. Just being able to visualize how you want your life to be will help you be able to be more confident in the decisions that you're making. And that can really help with how you're feeling about certain things. Um, and then the other one, the last one is, um, I mean, I can keep going on and on, but the, the main last one is, is exercising, right? I'm not going to lie. I love eating everything that I see. I can eat cookies. I can eat ice cream. I can eat candy. I can eat pizza. I can eat salad. I can eat, you know, a vegetarian dish. I can eat tofu. I just love food, but, and, and, and I probably should come back on food, but, um, I love exercising. I exercise, try to exercise for an hour and a half every day. I do weights, you know, different types of weights. I like working with my, um, bow, um, which is a long stick like Donatello Hughes and the Ninja Turtles. I like bow fighting. I like martial arts. I love all of that stuff because I feel good after I exercise and it helps keep my diabetes under control or diabetes under control. And it, this makes me feel good, right? You're going to have, I'm assuming dopamine or serotonin or something, you know, increase inside your brain that you're just going to feel amazing. And that's why I feel amazing. So that's why I'm always happy. You know, I'm always happy because I exercise and I'm mindful, right? And so, and so I don't necessarily think that everybody needs to, I think that those steps would help everybody. I don't think people need to have my outlook on life. My outlook on life is pretty dim, but it helps me get through life. So I'm going to share it with you. My outlook on life is we're all going to die. We're all, nothing's going to last forever. So we might as well be happy in every moment that we have, right? With the people that we're with, with what we're doing, there's no reason to ever be sad. So a long time ago, I just made the decision to not be sad about stuff. I made the decision that I was the one that can choose how I feel about the situation that I'm in. And so I don't get sad. I don't get happy. I'm just how I want to be. So people don't make me happy. I make myself happy. I'm choosing to be happy, right? And I can choose not to be sad. I can choose to be joyful. I can choose to be compassionate. I can choose how I feel about the situations. And I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I'm saying that I've been doing that for a really, really long time. And it helps me because because of that, I know that I'm the one that gets to choose the reaction to any situation that I am in. And that makes me okay with life because then I know that my life is the way that it is because of the choices that I'm making. And therefore, hopefully I am making the right choices. Right. 
So I'm going to put some resources in the description of the episode. Um, if you need to talk to somebody about mental health or about how you're feeling, or maybe you just need, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary. I think the other thing about counseling is we think that if we're going to counseling, we think that there's something wrong with us. It's not. I, I like going to my personal counselor because I like learning about new techniques on how I can deal with situations in my life, right? I, it's because it's self-development to me. I want to go there so I can say, this is how I'm feeling and this is how I want to be feeling or this is this, how I want to react in a certain situation. Do you have any advice for me or do you have any, you know, you know, uh, exercises that I can do to help me be better at these types of situations. Right. You know, maybe if I'm upset with my mother, you know, I get upset with my mom a lot and it's not her fault. It's, it's me, my fault that I do it. Right. Even though I just had that long conversation about other people, like I'm choosing to get upset at her. I'm not choosing not to get upset with her. And I don't know why, like why that is. And that could be because there's, you know, something unresolved between my relationship with my mother. So if I'm talking to my counselor. I can say, Hey, counselor person, this is how I'm feeling in this situation. It's nothing. It's not my mom. There's something that I'm doing wrong or I'm not allowing to happen. What do you think that is? She'll ask me questions and I can come to a solution to that problem. And there is nothing wrong with that. And you should never let anybody feel that if you're going and doing that to try to better yourself, that you're doing something wrong or you're weak or anything along those lines, because we need to have much more, or we need to have better conversations in this country about mental health and we need to be okay when other buddies, when someone else is expressing that their mental health issue or that they're feeling a certain way or that they need help with the situation because there's nothing wrong with wanting help and wanting to get better. And that's what we should be focusing on is getting better. And if each and every one of us do that, then we will live in a much better world. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's everything that I wanted to talk about. I know it was kind of, you know, hopefully it didn't sound all over the place, but this was just something I wanted to get off of my chest about my life um, because it's something that I've been thinking a lot about and and hopefully people can take the tips that I've given and take them and run with them and utilize them in their lives or maybe they're going to feel better about going and getting some type of counseling um, to to make their life better. And so with that, I hope you had a good time. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, and remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.